The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. The holiday shopping season is here, so it's time for Bubble Genius's Can't Catch Me Gingerbread Man Soap. It's a big-ass soap sculpture shaped like a gingerbread man that you can enjoy without it going right to your thighs. Unless, of course, you're washing your thighs. Scented with a yumalicious gingerbread fragrance, all the decorations are soap, too. Added almost five ounces, it should last you a good long time. Only $7 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll save 15% off your entire holiday order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. You see, if you shoot pool with some employee here, you can come and borrow money. <laughs> what does that get us? A discontented, lazy rabble instead of a thrifty working class. And all because a few starry-eyed dreamers like Peter Bailey stir them up and fill their head with a lot of impossible ideas. Now, I say... Just a minute, just, just a minute. Now, hold on, Mr. Potter. Just a minute. Now, you're right when you say my father was no businessman. I know that. Why he ever started this cheap penny-ante building alone, I'll never know. But... Neither you nor anybody else can say anything against his character because his whole life was... Why, in the 25 years since he and Uncle Billy started this thing, he never once thought of himself. Isn't that right, Uncle Billy? He didn't save enough money to send Harry to school, let alone me. But he did help a few people get out of your slums, Mr. Potter. And what's wrong with that? Well, here, you're all businessmen here. Don't it make them better citizens? Doesn't it make them better customers? You, you said that they... What did you say just a minute ago? They, they had to wait and save their money before they even thought of a decent home? Wait? Wait for what? Until their children grow up and leave them? Until they're so old and broken down that Do you know how long it takes a working man to save $5,000? Just remember this, Mr. Potter, that this rabble you're talking about, they do most of the working and paying and living and dying in this community. Well, is it too much to have them work and pay and live and die in a couple of decent rooms and a bath? Anyway, my father didn't think so. People were human beings to him, but to you, a warped, frustrated old man, they're cattle. Well, in my book, he died a much richer man than you'll ever be. Bob Seska! This is a full-blown, four-alarm holiday emergency here. The Bob Seska Show! Hello, Bob. Hi, Rachel. How are you today? Hi, everybody. Uh, hi to you, too. It is uh, Tuesday, November 28, 2017. How the hell did it get to be November 28, 2017? <laughs> and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. And I am Bob. We're brought to you by Bubble Genius, the best soap in the world. Go and do all of your holiday shopping at Bubble Genius. The best gifts you can buy anybody and they can fit conveniently into uh, your stockings, right? Uh, we're also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. If you need a lawyer, better call Bo or just head over to thebowenlawgroup.com and, uh, or just click the link on the podcast page. You get free legal advice right over there. Everyone wants free legal advice for the holidays. Wrong. Okay. All right. Without any further ado, let's do this. Let's bring Calling it in. Buzz the Galaxy's Greatest Hero. Yep. Skilled, courageous, and ever vigilant. Leaping into action, Buzz hurdles to the rescue. Yep. His ongoing mission to protect the universe from the dark forces of evil. These are the adventures of Buzz of Star Command. Oh, yes. Yeah, there he is. Hello. I don't think I can live up to that. <laughs> I don't know what the hell he says there. At one point, he says skewed. I'm not sure what that meant. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's hard to make out everything he says there, but it, it sounded good. Well, you know, I wanted to tell you that It's a Wonderful Life clip that I played at the top of the show. Yachez used good. to say that that clip defined my liberalism. He used to always say 
<laughs> that clip is the perfect well, encapsulation of of my view of a liberal universe and mine and i yeah. think a lot of other liberals in fact that may not just be the definition of you it may be the definition of liberal versus conservative yeah and it's it's one of a couple of uh, good ones from revered literature uh dickens christmas carol mm -hmm. uh, there are scenes in there that define yeah. the differences between republicans and democrats between conservatives and liberals and as is the case in it's a wonderful life i'm so glad you played that clip because it's another example of literature that defines those differences and what's amazing about both of those pieces of literature mm -hmm. is that uh, they are beloved by nearly everyone so i don't understand how the message didn't get through <laughs> yeah yeah i have that same question too i mean i always wonder if when certain type let's say for example trump republicans they sit mm -hmm. down uh, with their family there's a fire in the fireplace they pop in it's a wonderful life and they're watching it, and I'm wondering who they identify with. Is yeah. is it Mr. Potter or is it George Bailey? And if if they're identifying with George Bailey, then they're contradicting everything that they stand for, at least currently. Maybe not in the long run, but certainly right now. There is nothing George Bailey-ish about the, the Trump era. And that is, I think you can put that in the bank. I think that is absolutely the case. And certainly they are, in reality more of the Mr. Potter type. I think when we're watching that movie together, when Republicans and Democrats, when conservatives and liberals sit in a, a living room together yeah. and watch that movie side by side, some of them nodding off. Because <laughs> a lot of family members do that during <laughs> right, that movie. Right, sure. But, but uh, when they sit there side by side, they both see themselves, the liberal and the conservative, see themselves as victims, and they relate to the victimhood of uh, those who are subject to Mr. Potter and those who are subject to Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, so they, they see themselves as the victim. They identify with that victimhood yeah. during the time. The difference is when we walk away from those movies, I think conservatives, the basis of their philosophy is rooted in they continue to feel like victims. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and, and uh, whereas the rest of us consider ourselves, I think, generally pretty lucky and mm. know there are those who are worse off than we uh, uh, conservatives uh, uh, tend to uh, say, no, I'm the victim because you're robbing from me to give to people who are uh, lazy, which is what, yeah. what you know, is what Scrooge said. It's what mm -hmm. Potter said. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. Now, along those lines, the last time we spoke was you were sort of at a low ebb in terms of your ability to handle the Trump era uh -huh. and everything that was coming down, everything that was happening. You were sort of at a, at, at a low ebb of, uh, of negativity. How are you now? Now that you've had a few days uh, of a break, Thanksgiving, <laughs> lots of brining and smoking going on in Florida. <laughs> Uh, well, where are you now? How do you feel? Firstly, I much better, and uh, part Good. of the credit, Good. a lot of the credit goes to you. Ah. But 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 let me pause. Well, of course, and and let me, but let me also uh, point out, and as far as the smoking and brining goes, uh, <laughs> Rachel, Rachel Maddow this week uh, yeah. told uh, Maddow told the story of uh, having a turkey that was too big for their oven. Oh yeah, so they they cooked it on a grill, on an outdoor grill, and wow. she said it was great, and she's going to do it that way forever and ever from now on, and that's how I do mine. Yeah. I use a Weber kettle grill. So wow, finally, okay. it, once, once again, Rachel is stealing from me. Yeah, how the hell? I couldn't figure <laughs> that out. Like, what does she have? Does she have, like, an easy-bake oven? Is that why she couldn't get the bird into the know. oven? <laughs> it, it must very, be very small. Are they living in a camper? What, you know, what, I, don't, I don't understand. <laughs> What happened there? But right. at any rate, I'm glad I'm glad I've won her over to the grill your turkey. And it gets it does get this great smoky flavor and you get this great smoky gravy. But be yeah. that as it may, I am in a better mood. It started <laughs> it started by talking to you last Tuesday, mm -hmm. and a number of really good things, very encouraging things, have happened since then. And by the way, just because my lawyer is talking to Robert Mueller doesn't mean <laughs> I flipped on you. Okay. Thank God. I knew it. Okay, good. Well, this, I mean, we've got so much, we've got some yeah. really good news to talk about. And there's something I want to talk about along these lines, but I want to put, put it off until we get to the Roy Moore stuff, because uh -huh. that's, that's the context for everything that I have to say. It's a quick little blurb. It's based on something I wrote on Twitter. And I think it's a, it's a way to look at the Roy Moore 
situation through uh, a, a better lens, through something Good. that's a little more positive, something that's a little more forward thinking than where we are right now. And I think we tend Good. to get lost in these yeah. day-to-day news cycles where everything mm-hmm. is the most important thing in the world that happens at that very moment, and then we kind of lose sight of the longer. So I have I have something along those lines to, to share uh, with everybody in a few minutes, but uh, I want to do this first. I got here in my hands... I got the doc- like Alex Jones. I got the documents right here. I'm gonna prove to you right now that Bechtel, Raytheon, and IBM are in a conspiracy to hijack the Bilderberg scum. You, you like can't that. argue with the credibility of crinkling paper. <laughs> no, and usually uh, we always talk about this. Whenever Alex Jones says he's got documents for something, uh, he's just printed articles yeah. from his own website. Says I got the doc- I got proof right here, and it was written by Paul Joseph Watson oh. on Infowars. Oh, okay, fine. For all we know, it's a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> Right. So here's this letter. I get this letter from my insurance, my health insurance company. Oh, Uh, dear Robert, you may have seen that the monthly premium for your plan you enrolled through covered California, which is the California exchange, is increasing in 2018. Now, here's the key sentence. This is partly because of the federal government's changing policies on financial assistance for plans sold through health insurance marketplaces. Yeah. Yeah, this is... uh, I'm looking down the barrel, and there's uh, extenuating circumstances about this. I'll get to that in a second. I'm looking down the barrel at a 23.7% increase in my monthly premiums next year. Wow, wow. Thank you, Donald Trump. And this has everything to do with, that second sentence that I read, has everything to do with Donald Trump rolling back the CSR payments. This is how they're making up for that shortfall that they're not going to be receiving because of those rescinded CSR mm-hmm. payments. So mm-hmm. this not only affects people who receive the CSR uh, compensation, who receive that benefit, but it also obviously impacts people like me. I don't get any subsidies. I don't get any right. sort of help along those lines. I'm Same just, here. I'm paying straight up, but through the mm-hmm. marketplace because I want right. to support the marketplace. This is telling me that it doesn't matter. I'm going to face a premium hike of 23.7% because I go from $477 a month to $590 a month. We need another one of these, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, cry, cry me a river, Bob. My, <laughs> mine just went from uh, 800 bucks to 1000 Oh, my God. Now, is, that, month, is that for just you or is that that's you and your just, wife? That's, nope, that's just me. Oh, my God. I'm a, I'm, I feel great. I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. The long-term forecast is good. I'm not worried about any of that, and yet I'm considered a, a walking uh, pre-existing condition. Oh, and, uh, and And, you know, that's one of the reasons uh, that the insurance rate is is so high in my case. And like you, I don't get a subsidy. I, I don't. I don't yeah. make a lot of money, but I make just enough not to not to qualify. <laughs> Me too. For for the subsidy, right. uh, so yeah, we're and I don't go to the marketplace because I want to support the marketplace. I go to the marketplace because it's the only place that will sell me health insurance without. Obamacare, I would yep. not have any insurance at all. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even have the option of having insurance, right? Uh, if if that were the case. So the, the good news is, I'm old and uh, soon. <laughs> Soon to be, soon to qualify for <laughs> Medicare if wow, they don't nice. take, if they if they don't take that away. Yeah. So if I can if I can go another year paying a thousand dollars a month, twelve thousand dollars in twenty eighteen for health insurance. Jesus. If I can if I can survive that, then I'm covered. Then then I'm gonna. So I've agreed to pay this absurd, obscene, ridiculous amount of money just to get me through that one last year. Yeah. Now, are you going through healthcare.gov? Because I don't think Florida doesn't have a marketplace, does it? Uh, no, but you you can access. Uh, no, it doesn't. So the federal marketplace is available there, yeah, here, right, right. and and the choices are somewhat limited. I took one of them. It's uh, I'll just tell you, it's a Florida Blue Blue Cross Blue Shield. Uh, so it's I consider it as these companies, as insurance companies go, uh, a good one. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, you know, I feel good about that. My coverage uh, and the service that it's provided for me over the last year have been great. I have no complaints about that. You know, it's pricey. Yes, uh, all the costs are higher. But again, I'm just lucky to have the damn thing. Right. Right. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna play along. I'm gonna go along with this. But yeah, it's it's will. 
Will being semi-retired and having to pay a $12,000 health insurance bill hurt me? Oh, yeah, it absolutely will. Mm -hmm. But I just think it would be foolish to to go without it. Unlike, you know, of course, the Republican philosophy, and this is a stated philosophy. I'm not accusing the Republicans of having this philosophy. They have said this is their philosophy, and that is, uh, you know, health insurance is a choice. You can mm-hmm. get it or or you can not get it. That's that's strictly up to you, my friend. And if you have trouble affording it, well, you're just going to have to work a little harder and pull yourself up by your bootstraps at this age. No. So, uh, you know, this this is this is what we're up against. Yep. And yeah, a lot of people are getting socked with this. Uh it, Obamacare was so and I think still is so fixable. Mm-hmm. I really I really believe that and all we need are elected officials who are willing to do that. Yeah, and and again it's it's all the premiums we're talking about really have to do with region, have to do with uh, how right, well right. states are participating certainly about population too and there're lots of factors right. that go into these premiums certainly, but the fact that Donald Trump has rolled back CSRs and is playing uh, with uh, all of the rules regarding Obamacare, everything that he can do outside of the realm of, of legislation, he's actually trying to do to sabotage the whole thing. Now, the thing is, I am, I'm moving to the D.C. area two months into 2018. So at the end of February, I'm going to be moving. You're going to hear me bitching about it on the show <laughs> for at least two or three weeks once we get to that, that period of time. I understand. I understand the cost of living there is very low. It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not not quite, but I will tell you, I will be paying just about the same as I'm paying for 2017 yeah. in premiums Probably. once I move there cuz I'll have the same insurance company in, in that area. Um right. but but actually the insurance costs, the insurance premiums are a little less. So uh-huh. whereas I'm going up by 23% thanks to uh thanks to Donald Trump. Thank you very much. Wrong. Yeah, it's true. And then uh, once I move there, uh-huh. that entire hike will will actually roll. The way the math works out, that rolls back, and I pay just about what I was paying in 2017. So ah, okay. it is it is a little bit of an upside insofar as I'll only have to pay $590 for the first two months of 2018, and then my insurance will drop back to where it should be, uh, uh-huh. which is a little more affordable, well, under, under that $500 mark, when, which is good. When it drops back, you can help pay mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, a, it's a, what change back on a five hundred dollar bill. <laughs> right, I'll just exactly. pass that along to you. Oh um, boy. Okay, so uh, as if there wasn't enough uh, horrible news today, North Korea launched a ballistic missile uh, earlier. Uh-huh. Uh, meanwhile. And we have very little information about what North Korea did and, and what it was aiming for, what they were testing. Um, but we do know that Hawaii, the state of Hawaii, has reinstated its old Cold War era nuclear warning system. So oh we're now <laughs> one of our states, one of the 50 states in the union is now uh, exercising Cold War era preparation. Again, thank you, Donald Trump. That's that's well, where we are with that. You know, it could be, I don't know, Bobby, it could be argued, uh, and certainly I'm not speaking in defense of Trump, that's not going to happen, but <laughs> it, it could be argued that they've been doing this for quite some time. Uh, the conventional wisdom, I believe, on this is that North Korea will not, under any circumstances, attack the United States. Yeah. Uh, I, they, they, they know better. They know what the consequences of that would be, so they won't do it. They will keep it. I, I look at it as the annoying uh, neighbor kid who's firing off <laughs> bottle rockets to try to get your attention. And when you stop paying attention to him, maybe he'll stop firing off bottle rockets, uh, the money for which could have been used to feed the millions starving in North Korea. Yep. Uh, you know, and that's so uh, that's the kind of mess we're talking about in North Korea. And it, it's it's unnerving. And yes, I do get angry and nervous whenever Trump provokes them that we don't need yeah that that's unnecessary and could lead to I think of the men at work song from the 80s it's a mistake <laughs> uh you know I it uh, we don't need that and and yeah. uh, you know taunting them is not going to help and paying attention to them I don't think is a a terribly good idea. I, I I don't know what this means. I wish they wouldn't do it. The world wishes they wouldn't do it. Yeah. They do it anyway. Uh, but will they ever attack? I I just the more I read on this, the less I think so. Yeah, and they were launching. I think ten years ago they were launching Typo right. Dong missiles uh, and right. and trying tests along those lines. 
And of course, we had lots of fun making fun of the typo dong missiles. But but the well, fact sure. is, they have been uh, preparing for this for for quite some time now. Pre-Trump, the difference is now. Trump is, as you said, deliberately antagonizing them, not only with mm-hmm. tauntings on on Twitter, but also right. by sending the Armada, sending a big, big Armada <laughs> with submarines. It's amazing. Oh, the one that was headed for Australia when he said that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that one that yeah. was going to Australia uh, when he uh, said, it's right there, it's in North Korea. There are <laughs> submarines, there are boats that go underwater. Nobody ever heard of these things before. Um, <laughs> this is uh, this is Donald Trump. And, what, and, and where we are is more in a, I don't know, a slow-moving Cuban missile crisis scenario yeah. with yeah. Donald Trump in that, in that position, where it'd be like if Richard Nixon had won the 1960 election and had to negotiate his way through the Cuban missile crisis. I think people would have been a lot more alarmed at that point in time. Um, and, and I think that's why that's, that's going to justify the level of fear and the le- level of uncertainty that's happening with regard to North Korea right now. And I think that's the difference between how Obo- how things were during Obama and how things are now with Trump and, and Trump yeah. being that X factor. And more concerning, perhaps, than uh, the North launching another test missile is uh, what appears to me to be the increased desperation of, of yeah. Donald Trump. And the fact that he, he might do so, he's, you know, he's done some, even for him, surprising things in recent days. And a lot of us believe that a lot of that is to distract from the quickly closing in Trump-Russia investigation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and uh, Lord, we all hope that, uh, uh, or I should say Lordy, we all hope that, uh, <laughs> You know, it doesn't result in the in in the launching of a nuclear war uh, in his effort to distract. Well, that's I mean, that's my concern is that where Trump has been most successful, where people have praised him for being presidential, you know, the famous Fareed Zakaria thing. Trump became president tonight. That was when he was bombing shit. And the problem is, is that. He as as he gets increasingly embattled by whether it's Trump Russia or whether it's uh, any number of uh, wide variety of scandals he's facing here, it, it, he could grow more and more erratic to the point where you know what I need a shot in the arm here. I need something to to uh, rocket boost my presidency right now. Why don't we bomb something? Hey, how about Pyongyang? And or then, simply to distract. I mean, yeah. sometimes it's just, hey, look over there. Right. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. That's absolutely the case. And again, as we've been predicting, and I'm not the only one doing this, but as we've been predicting for more than a year now, that <laughs> Trump gets crazier as Russia gets closer to his oh, sure. desktop. Right? right. And so right. Uh, Lord knows what he's capable of under that level of duress, but but we'll wait and see. But I mean, let, let's get into uh, Russia a little bit here because this is really important because we're now reaching that unbelievably, uh, the, the only word, other word I can think of is juicy. It's, it's getting juicier as we go. And the main thing that we're talking about this week is, is Mike Flynn. Right. My, Mike Flynn is getting ready to flip on Donald Trump. And this it, is it certainly yeah appears that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What we're yeah. looking at, Buzz, is we're looking at not just one John Dean. And we all we all remember G. Gordon Liddy raving sure. about John Dean oh, yeah. uh, back at WJFK. But uh, Mike Flynn is going to be a John Dean here. I think we're mm. looking at a number of characters in this uh, Mueller investigation who are absolutely going to flip on Donald Trump. There is no reason, no one has any specific reason to be loyal to this guy to the point of going to prison. It was a different mm. case with Richard Nixon where, again, Someone like G. Gordon Lady would say, you know what? I'm going to go to jail because I'm not a, I'm not going to rat on Richard Nixon. And so he went to jail. Uh, but but there are other people in this particular context who will not sacrifice themselves for this cartoon dictator, this guy who probably treats them horribly uh, and, and expects all kinds of favors yeah. somehow. Well, I yeah, I, there are a lot of things about this I'd like to, to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but I want to ask you first, uh, do you think Trump's offer of paying the legal bills or his purported offer of paying their legal bills will dissuade any of his staffers from talking. I don't really think so, because I don't think he's going to set up. He's been talking about setting up this fund, right. and and this fund will only cover a specific number of people insofar as 
they're excluding, and I think it was either Ty Cobb or Jay Sekulow who said something along these lines, they're excluding anyone who's a target of the investigation. If you're a target of Mueller, you're not getting jack shit out of Donald Trump. But if you're right, right. if you're just if you're just someone going in there to be well, interviewed, is there anything to, you know just to, as a matter of uh, of just course for the special counsel's office to talk to people? Then those people will get temporary legal representation covered by Donald Trump. But right. again, that won't cover people like Papadopoulos or Rick Gates or Mike Flynn or or Paul Manafort well, or any of these other characters who are specific targets of the Mueller investigation. And of course, it depends it depends on the charges and the seriousness of the charges that they face. In yeah. Flynn's case, he's just screwed. I mean, they've got they've got evidence on him that's irrefutable that will hold up in court. They have an airtight case, or they wouldn't be able to get him to flip. We presume he, in a way, has already flipped or is in negotiations, uh, you know, for that plea deal. He's not been charged with anything, in spite of the clear evidence of serious crimes, lying to the government and withholding information from the government yeah. are, the, are the most serious crimes that, that he faces. Uh, you know, I, 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 he's made it very clear uh, by uh, disassociating, his lawyers disassociating with Trump's lawyers, yep. uh, by, by meeting Monday morning with Robert Mueller's investigators. Uh, <laughs> there are a number of things that indicate that, that Flynn has chosen his side. He, he didn't really have any choice in the end. He chose the only side he could because they had him and perhaps worst of all or best of all, they had his son as well. Yep. So he he had no choice but to flip. It's, it's very clear that that's what's happening or has happened. Likewise, Trump has made it clear that although he's going to be paying a number of people's legal fees, he won't be paying those of Mike Flynn. So mm-hmm. the two sides have very, very clearly been drawn there. Yeah. I, I can't I, – I don't – I don't want to derail what we're doing here because I, I think what I'm about to bring up is pertinent to that. Okay. But I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit of a minute about Keith Olbermann. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, please like, do. You know what? I wanted to yeah. talk about him, and I haven't written that Go down on, on my page here. So Olbermann issued his – he's been doing this series of video commentaries on Twitter for GQ magazine uh, called The Resistance. And yep. it's been a fascinating and educational and inspiring series for a lot of people. Now, say what you will about Keith Olbermann, and there's plenty to be said. He clearly does not work well with others. He does not. <laughs> yeah. he, he clearly does not play well with others. He doesn't. He's not a good employee. He's not a good boss. He's not a good coworker. Uh, people who've worked with him say he is brilliant. But it, they, I believe, the word was we weren't just happy when he left. It was fucking joyous. I believe. <laughs> were the words that they used to describe his departure. So there are downsides to Keith Olbermann, but he's offered a good deal of insight for me and a lot of other people on Twitter Mm -hmm. over these past few months, and now he's quitting, he's stopping. And uh, he said he won't be doing political commentaries of any kind anymore, that he's retiring from that. I don't know know why he's really quitting or what's really going on here. I do. But... On his good, I want to hear that. But on his way out, and this is this is the part that's pertinent to what we were talking about. Uh, in that final commentary, he said he believes that uh, Mueller has a case that that Mueller has pretty much wrapped up mm-hmm. the case that he's been developing. He is, in other words, pretty much done. Yeah, and therefore concluded uh, Oberman. Uh, Trump is therefore pretty much done and uh, saying that his work here was through. He walked away. He walked out before the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah, yeah. Any yeah. any insight, any insight you can add to that? I know this is it hit a lot of people, so I'm eager to hear any insight you can add to this. Well, I think like most people, I have kind of a ambivalent uh, opinion of, of Keith Olbermann. I think he uh-huh. is a genius. Uh, I think he's right. a wonderful writer. He's an amazing broadcaster. He's got a long record, a long uh, a career of broadcast yeah. achievements and it, just yeah. going back to his, his I think even his teen years is when he got started um, that said he is as you said a uh, pain in the ass behind the scenes and I think the reason he's going away right now is because his one year agreement with GQ is expired I think that's mainly ah. I think that's the main thing and I don't think he's retiring from political commentary <laughs> he can't 
can't yeah. keep his mouth shut. I mean, when you do I don't something, see how he could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be impossible for him to to stay away. And certainly, when he left, uh, first it was MSNBC, and then he went over to where was it? The, uh, uh, the fuse, uh, Al Gore's. Fuse, yeah, Al Gore's thing. Uh, I always uh, want to call current, it current. 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 Yes, current. yes. I want to. I always want to call it fusion, but it was current. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he was there for a while, and then he went away entirely, and then came back at, at GQ for a, a year. And then the other thing is though. He is, as you as you said, exactly right. He's leaving before the movie's over, and he's he's mm-hmm. count, to use another cliche. He's he's counting his chickens before they hatch. We're not at the end of this, and to to give off that impression to right. millions of followers of him is a huge mistake because then we start to get, you know, it's just that that's when complacency starts to set in, and I worry right. about that. And and yeah, of course, and and we don't want to we don't want to be complacent, but I wonder. How accurate or inaccurate he is in his claim that uh, Mueller has wrapped up the main part yeah. of his case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know I'm, what? I, from what I see, uh, the argument I hear, he could be right. Yeah, he could absolutely yeah. be right. There's, there, we, it's, it's anyone's guess. It's a toss yeah. up as to where Mueller is right now because the investigation is so secretive and so tight lipped. I mean, we haven't really seen a whole lot of leaks out of the, out of the special counsel's office. So it's possible that that Oberman is right. I, I do believe that um, we've seen a couple of items of really promising news over the last two weeks. Certainly the Flynn yes. news this week that Flynn Oh my is God. Gonna- and and I came on, I don't know where you were on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> on the afternoon, it was 4.07 Eastern time. <laughs> okay. When, when my phone did a little jingle to let me know that... Uh, Trump had done something, you know? <laughs> and uh, I have that. I have that, uh, I have that app. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and it was uh, New York Times, Washington Post. Somebody reporting uh, that uh, uh, Flynn's lawyers had cut off communication with yep. the White House lawyers and the other lawyers in the Trump Russia investigation, mm-hmm. and I knew what that meant, and it was a joyous thing for me to be thankful for, and a lot of other people, I think, yeah. on Thanksgiving afternoon. What what an appropriate time. For that to come, that was just that was another thing that cheered me up uh, during the week. Uh, that that it was just the right thing at just the right time. Well, the question is, how does this connect to the other piece of good news, which is, uh, I think it was last Tuesday, Buzz, that we were talking about this, which is that uh, now we know for certain that that Donald Trump himself is under investigation by the special counsel's office, that he is sure, under investigation yeah. for obstruction of justice. And what were what, what was one of the things that he obstructed, that he tried to obstruct? What are one of the things that he tried to do that led to the firing of, of James Comey? He tried to get the FBI to back away away from the Mike Flynn investigation right, right, and right. that that put Donald Trump among other things into direct legal jeopardy and we right. heard about that last week so we've got these two big items of what I believe are really great news happy holidays everybody and, yes. and especially to Donald Trump happy holidays and go fuck yourself because <laughs> yes. Now here we are. We're here. Donald Trump is under investigation. And now a week later, we find out that Mike Flynn is going to be handing over to most likely. I'll just put that caveat in there. Most Uh likely that he's going to be handing over all of what he knows about Donald Trump and Donald Trump's involvement, handing it all over to the special counsel's office. And no wonder Donald Trump has gone batshit this week. Is, right, and exactly. that's what you know. That's where we get Pocahontas, which we're going to be talking about here in just a second. That's Good. where we get everything that he's been tweeting about. He's trying so desperately to make sure no one is talking about Russia. He and his he and his boys are making sure that that Russia is being obfuscated by whether it's Elizabeth Warren or whatever the hell else Donald Trump is tweeting about these days, and that indicates to me that. Donald Trump is in serious trouble, and Donald Trump knows that he's in serious trouble. And, right, and, right. Well, trying to pretend publicly that everything's fine. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> right. Everything is fine. And that, that's the... Uh, that's the Donald Trump meme that's been going around since the beginning, which is just uh, <laughs> that, that cartoon dog sitting amongst all those flames saying, this is fine. <laughs> this is okay. No return problem. Return to your homes. Return to your homes. Nothing to see here. Yeah, nothing to see here. Absolutely. Okay, uh, there's uh, there's something great to see for uh, for you for the holidays, which is our Patreon page. Here's what we're gonna do. Between now and Christmas, we're going to be talking about uh, Patreon and how you can support the show, not only by signing up at Patreon to subscribe to all of our bonus features, but to also 
gift a Patreon membership or subscription to someone you know who happens to like the show. I think it's a great gift. It costs you next to nothing per month. And let's talk about those costs. It's really, you can basically customize whatever you feel like paying. So it's not just on these different levels of monthly payments at our Patreon page. You can type in whatever dollar amount you want. So we're in the dollar, $1 a month field. You can type in $3. If you feel like paying $3 a month, you can do that too. Here's what we're trying to do though. We're trying to get everyone to subscribe for our $15 a month level. That's just, by the way, $1.88 per show. So not only you get the, the show for free, you already get the show for free. You don't have to subscribe to get the main part of the show. Right. But... If you sign up to uh, the $15 a month tier, you get our free Tuesday and uh, Thursday shows, plus two post-mortem shows per week, plus the Friday after party every week. And uh, if, you, if you can find it, I need, to, I need to bump it up the list, but you can get the Steel Dossier, my reading of the Steel Dossier for free. And by the way, we'll take out all the commercials from the free shows too. So if you sign up at $15 a month, you go over to the, our Patreon page, on a show day, on a Tuesday or a Thursday, or whenever the hell you decide to listen to the show. And you can download that $15 a month version of the show. It says Bob Seska Show, commercial free, and then the date. You download that show, there are no commercials in there, plus, at the end of the show, it bleeds seamlessly into the post-wordum show. So you get one convenient download that not only has the commercial free, free show, but then also the post-wordum show tacked onto the end. So it's we, really, we really convenient. It- we call it the Cadillac policy. <laughs> it's the Cadillac of Patreon shows. That's exactly let, right. And let me just interject. Uh, this is a great way to support the show, and that's so important, yes. as I think a lot of you know already. Yep. Uh, and uh, what what nicer time to do it than now, when it really is a fantastic gift idea mm-hmm. and a way to propagandize other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. If you want to convert some of your right. Trump supporter friends, sign them up for the show, and maybe they'll learn something. But that's right. only if you sign up at the either the $1 a month level, the $5 a month level, $10 a month level, $15 a month level. Just go to bobseska.com and click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at the top of the page. And please don't forget to tell all your friends. The Bob Seska Show. Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It's the most wonderful Okay, you know, I promise I'm not going to do this uh, for the next five weeks or whatever the hell else it is. I <laughs> figure since we're coming off the uh, Thanksgiving break, I thought I'd start on the uh, on the right foot for the holiday season. Oh, time is going to go very quickly now. I mean, you were just saying at the top of the show, can you believe it's the end of November already? <laughs> and uh, If you thought that went fast, wait till Christmas gets here in five minutes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And thank you for scaring the hell out of me because I haven't done a <laughs> lick's worth of Christmas shopping. So and You're inspired. All right. So uh, moving along here, uh, one of my favorite people in the world, and by that I mean one of my least favorite people in the world, James O'Keefe, is uh, is back in the news again. Of course, yeah. we all remember James O'Keefe and Project Veritas from his uh, various scams, which are just one after another. James O'Keefe will go in, try to scam someone, try to uh, dupe them with his little prank videos, and then invariably what happens after those videos get released which are of course all selectively edited to prove something that doesn't really exist like the abortion thing with planned parenthood oh yeah yeah. it's a there was the acorn one that actually got people fired and they proved later on that james o'keefe selectively edited the video and made the event made the sting operation into something that it wasn't different perpetrators but the goal is the same and uh, this is you know this is from the same people from the conservatives who are constantly ranting about fake news yeah. out there trying to generate uh, fake news and trying to trick the legitimate free press into exposing themselves as fake news and yeah. uh, so far at least with a couple of very our most credible news sources in the last year, 
they have failed both times. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the most recent case uh, prior to this new one with the Washington Post had to do with uh, CNN, where James O'Keefe claimed to have recorded a CNN producer who, by the way, worked on a sports program. So <laughs> nothing to do with the pol- politics programming at CNN. Nevertheless, they James O'Keefe got this guy to say on tape, I just feel like they just don't really have it with regard to Trump Russia. But they want to keep digging. And so I think the president is probably right to say, like, look, Look, you are witch hunting me like you have no smoking gun. You have no real proof. This is a guy who had nothing to do with CNN's Russia coverage whatsoever. Not and, in the news division, really. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the that was the latest one. Um, and and what I was going to say is what invariably happens after these videos get released is that the Republicans end up legislating based on videos that are provably false. Yes. provably faked provably selectively edited where every fact-checking organization and even state-level investigations state-level probes have looked into things like the uh like the uh the Planned Parenthood video and said that nothing like this is going on there was this the selling of the fetus body parts that one and they're as happy to embrace that lie as they are there is no climate change look at the snowball <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it is so intensely frustrating that they have used uh, James O'Keefe videos to try to defund planned parenthood they actually were able to the republicans were able to use the fake acorn videos by James O'Keefe in mm-hmm. or, in order to completely destroy acorn acorn they do very real damage with yeah. this fake stuff you know if it was just a haha prank that would be one thing, but no, this is really making a, a negative difference. Yeah, this is absolutely fake news. And the other thing is that James O'Keefe and Project Veritas have been funded from the very beginning by Andrew Breitbart and Breitbart.com. He is getting money directly from, and that's where they get their financing because, you know, right. l- Lord knows they're not doing anything that's that's uh, worthy of advertising or some sort of monetization that way. So they have to get their money from someplace, and they're, of course, getting it from uh, Andrew Breitbart, well, not Andrew, Andrew Breitbart's dead, but Andrew Breitbart's legacy, which is right, Breitbart.com. Right. So, Bannon, yeah. yeah, and and so uh, w- what happens is is that, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember, Andrew. speaking of Andrew Breitbart, he once said that he really likes James O'Keefe because even though the videos are fake, he's getting people to talk and getting right. debates stirred up. And that's, he, it's, it's, again, this all goes back to this running theme in the era of Trump of disruption. This is all about disruption and and and, the, and a Republican Party that's willing to go along with that and to legislate based on on all of that. Now, now we have this new James O'Keefe sting attempt where he tried to get the Washington Post to publish a negative article about Roy Moore based on a phony baloney story by a phony baloney victim of Roy Moore who uh you know a- alleged to the Washington Post that that uh that she had uh, had had sex with Roy Moore when she was 15 and got pregnant and had an abortion that was her sensationalistic story <laughs> of course the Washington Post being a you know a real news outfit decided professional. To, yeah professional Eth- ethical yeah exactly with all the uh, accompanying integrity to go around and try to uh prove this story to be accurate doing what they should do which is to go mm-hmm. around and and find other sources that will corroborate this this story about Roy Moore and of course before they ever found any additional evidence they noticed that uh this fake victim of Roy Moore uh, they noticed her going into the Project Veritas offices there in Washington, D.C. In New York, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah, was it in New York? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And and they determined, oh, oh, I get it now. And and so not only did they were they able to successfully uh, uh, weed out this as a prank. I've forgotten what this woman did for a living before she left that job to do this. The, the woman who claimed that uh, Roy Moore impregnated her and that she had an abortion when she was 15. Yep. Uh, I've forgotten what industry she worked in. It was uh, like a f- customer service phone thing, maybe an insurance, something like that. It yep. was a job similar to that. Yeah. And she left it at it because uh, Veritas, uh, Project Veritas, had put out a, like a cattle call ad earlier this year. They were looking for a dozen people who'd like to be journalists. They don't, You don't have to have any journalist uh, credentials. Uh, and it said, this is not for the faint of heart, the ad did. But they were just openly, uh, you know, casting, I guess, uh, for people 
uh, to uh, conduct these scams. And Jesus the Christ. great thing about this is that they're not professionals. These people, they're not journalists. They're not professional anything at this. They just, they're conservatives who want to do damage. Yeah, exactly and, right. Uh, and, and, and so they, 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 and they get paid for it. So they sign on to do this. And uh, you know, so the people they're getting to do this are not qualified, and therefore they screw it up, and they've done it time and again. Somebody, we don't know if it was Project Veritas, tried to scam the Rachel Maddow show earlier this year with a yeah. fake NSA document that uh, guaranteed that, that uh, to prove collusion between a Trump campaign official <laughs> and uh, and Russian operatives, and it was just it was it was fake. Yeah, uh, and 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 so we don't we I don't they never did find out who gave them that. Uh, but they did figure out that it was fake and didn't go with it. What they did report is uh, what the Washington Post had done, and that is report that it, it that someone had tried to scam them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the other dimension, the, the brand new dimension to all of this is that at one point, um, okay, well, let me just read directly from the Washington Post story. The Washington Post on Monday okay. published a report about a woman who falsely claimed Roy Moore sexually assaulted her as a teenager and who appeared to work with Project Veritas, an organization who, that uses deceptive tactics and secretly recorded conversations in an effort to embarrass its targets. Shortly after the investigation was published, Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe tweeted a video of what he called his confrontation with one of the authors of the post-investigation, Aaron C. Davis. The video was heavily edited, of course, a tactic for which Project Veritas has drawn criticism. The Post, the post however filmed the entire encounter so there yeah. is a washington post version of this encounter and then uh -huh. the heavily selectively edited project veritas version right of the encounter that makes james o'keefe look like the idiot shyster that he actually is so they go on here davis and another post reporter along with two video reporters went to the project veritas offices in mamoronic new york on, that's a pretty good name, Mamoronic, New York, <laughs> on Monday morning to try to determine whether the woman, Jamie T. Phillips, worked uh -huh. there. They watched as she walked into the office. O'Keefe, who appeared minutes later, declined to answer questions. He invited, and that's a that's a fun part of the video where he's just uh -huh. stunned to silence for like two minutes. He invited right. Davis back for an interview shortly after noon. In the full version of the video, O'Keefe repeatedly declined to answer questions about the woman and her affiliation with Project Veritas. So basically, what what they're doing here is they're giving James O'Keefe a, a dose of his own medicine, so to speak. <laughs> a not, little bit, yeah. Uh -huh. Not not tricking him, but certainly confronting him point blank on his own turf. Talk right? about talk about spy versus spy. At, yeah. at one point in that story, they talk about uh, the female reporter or the, 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 the woman who made the false claim setting down her purse, which apparently had a camera in it, yeah. and the, the female reporter for the Washington Post then moving her purse because uh, the other person's <laughs> purse was blocking... <laughs> The camera lens of 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 her own. So it's a, this would be great. again. This will be great for the movie. You know, yeah. we gotta we gotta be sure. But <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. But you know, there's there's a lot of this going on. And and O'Keefe, as you may know, has a criminal record. Yep. Uh, the, these guys are all crooks and thugs who are doing this. And yet, the conservatives will still believe their edit of the video. But uh, and and uh, one of O'Keefe's uh, top uh, deputies, one of his top lieutenants, is a former CBS News producer or CBS, uh, yeah, CBS News producer who was a conservative yeah. who felt that the network was being unfair to Trump. Uh, he uh, is the same guy who blackmailed who got who went to prison for blackmailing David Letterman. All That's right. the quality. This is the quality of human being at Operation Veritas. Yeah, they're crooks, they're criminals, they're thugs, they're punks, and and uh, and yet, <laughs> and yet, uh, conservatives will believe their edit of the video that, as you've just pointed out. Uh, there are two versions of. Yeah, exactly. And you know what the other thing James O'Keefe went to prison for is he tried to wiretap a sitting United States senator. <laughs> that was major, <laughs> uh, major breach right there, and I would have to say. And again, screwed it up. Yeah, totally screwed you know? it up. Got caught. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So nothing he does actually works out. Everyone's able to see right, right through it. But then, of Dope. course, it doesn't matter because... They, the people who he's targeting to, right? You know, basically are hearing what they wanted to hear, and that's that's what it, this is all based yeah. on now. And 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 again, it goes back to all of this is easy to figure out once you've got this key, which is it's we've gone tribal. 
mm-hmm. uh, and people on both sides, but particularly the right. Uh, it, it, facts don't matter. Pictures don't matter. Nope. Tapes don't matter. Words. None of this matters. Like a hard concrete evidence doesn't matter. Nope. All that matters is what their side believes and what they want to believe as opposed to what the facts are. And uh, how we reason with that, how we deal with that, I just don't know. I'm really surprised that Donald Trump hasn't tweeted about it yet. That Donald Trump hasn't said, hey, look, look, the Washington Post got, uh, they they got caught trying to get information about a Roy Moore uh, accuser. And, uh, you know, th- that's what I'm, yeah. su- I'm really surprised that there hasn't well, been more re- Republican uh, confirmation of the that's content how Veritas- of the Give it 24 hours. That's how yeah. Veritas is spinning it today. So by the time Republicans read that, uh, by tomorrow, I, I bet, yeah. uh, they will all be singing that same tune. Yep, absolutely. Okay, let's take one last break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about this, uh, oh, God, this Navajo uh, uh, meeting yesterday in the Oval Office, which is an absolute disaster, predictably enough. Uh, we'll get into that right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Welcome back to our Tuesday show. Uh, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Go to BobSeska.com right now if you want to do all of your holiday shopping and use our Target link and our eBay link and be the first to buy something through our Macy's link. I don't know if that's revealing too much information. Is that an anchor store in the Bob Mall? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's right across from the uh, the Annie Ann's pretzel link and then just adjacent <laughs> to the timeout arcade link. Uh so, yeah, but, I mean, no one's used our Macy's link to buy anything yet. That's not good. But uh, lots of people have been using our eBay link and our, tr- our uh, Target link, and I'm, I'm glad good. to see that. Well, almost... and you've offered, them, you've offered them a choice of, of shopping places. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Do all of your shopping right from the comfort of your own home through our links, right. and uh, we get a small commission from everything you buy. So go, go and do that for all the right reasons. Okay. Uh, let's see. What? Uh, this? Oh, God. This thing in the Oval Office yesterday. Uh, I almost think that the placement of the ceremony in front of the portrait of Andrew Jackson was, Uh was deliberate. I think this was Stephen Miller, uh, and a little bit of almost subliminal trolling, although it wasn't so subliminal because everyone noticed right off the bat. Oh my God. The trail of tears guy is behind these Uh Navajo code talkers who are uh, military veterans who helped us win World War II, who are they're, they're Marine veterans, and uh, and this guy, of course, Andrew Jackson, who is, by the way, Donald Trump's presidential hero, was responsible for an ongoing American genocide against uh, against indigenous people of North America. That whole thing was just obscene. Yeah, yeah, They're just obscene uh, and unfathomable. Just when you think. You think, oh, I'm used to this now. He, there's nothing he can do to surprise me now. And then crap like this happens. Yeah, and it, there's always got to be one thing, or at least several things every week that is just the the outrage of the week. And you know what? Not a single one of them uh, are unworthy of outrage. Every single one is absolutely worthy of our of, of our our shame, uh, our embarrassment, our outrage. This is just, this is one more thing that is absolutely unforgivable. And if I see one more 
uh, either quasi-conservative, quasi-Trump supporter, one maybe one foot in the Trump camp, one foot in the traditional Republican camp, saying that what, Donald Trump's not racist. Prove that he's racist. I watched a, I, you know, I really like uh, Norm Macdonald, and he he does a yes. podcast of his own, and uh, he tends to give Trump a little bit of uh, benefit of the doubt, but I, I tend mm-hmm. to think that's just because he's Norm Macdonald. But, right. I mean, one of the things he was saying, he was talking to Tim Allen, and he and Tim Allen on, uh, on Norm's yes. show were saying, you know what? Everyone says Donald Trump's racist. Then I say, well, tell me why. Show me an example. I don't know. And they say there's no evidence that Donald Trump is. This is all the evidence you need right here. I mean, you don't even have to go back to Charlottesville. And this on the heels of a weekend in which he again derided African-American football players and African-American basketball players and African-Americans in general and doing, and then to turn around and, and to call uh, Elizabeth Warren uh, Pocahontas, yeah. uh, which, by the way, you know, if you're going to be called something, uh, uh, someone who <laughs> saved a white guy's life doesn't seem like uh, somebody you'd choose uh, as a bad example. Yeah. Uh, I, I know she, there's some controversy over whether any of that ever happened <laughs> uh, and, and whether or not she was good or bad or whatever. Uh, you folks can debate that all you want. But she, uh, according to legend anyway, saved a guy's life. And ironically, I think, a white guy's life. Yep. Uh, and, 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 and then Trump turns around and uses the name Pocahontas as a weapon. Yeah. Is it, is it, a, racial, is it a racial slur? Uh, Elizabeth Warren says that it is. Native American groups have called it insensitive. Uh, I, I think it's somewhere in between. I think, I think it's a... I think it's a it's a it's an attempt at an insult, but it's the kind of it's the kind of insult you'd get from a fifth grade boy. We're back to that again. It's a playground insult. Hey, Pocahontas, you know, it's that sort of taunting, and the boy doesn't even know that that's being Pocahontas is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, if you were to call someone Uncle Remus, like say you right, were, right. there was a group or Uncle of Afri- Tom, yeah or, yeah, or Uncle Tom for that matter. Let's yeah. say it was a group of African American veterans of World War II. Let's say the Tuskegee Airmen were all standing there, and, and heaven right. help us if the Tuskegee Airmen are ever invited to the Oval Office, by the way. But yeah. let's say that it was them, and and he referred to some, he referred to John Conyers as Uncle Remus in their presence. So yes, Uncle Remus is a beloved character from Song of the South, which has other obviously racist elements to it, but no one's impugning Uncle Remus as being a, uh, an unfriendly character, at least, you know, that, but, but imagine he were to use that nickname. That would be the same right. insult because he's using it as an insult. It's, it's not that he's complimenting Elizabeth Warren by referring to her, uh, by this historic name, Pocahontas. He's, He's he's insulting her by insisting that she's lying about her heritage, and she and you know what she's not lying. She's one thirty second Native American, and I forget which exact. Uh, so it appears. It, is, it, it, it so it appears, and I, the debate rages on as to whether that's you know I've done I've, I've looked at all the fact checking and all that. I believe yeah. the New York Times threw in the towel on that because they couldn't confirm or deny it, and I think they concluded. What difference does it make if she was raised uh, and told by her parents and grandparents mm-hmm. that she's uh, part uh, part to Cherokee, part Delaware Indian? Uh, then you know who are we to, to question that? Uh, I know there have been calls for DNA tests. Again, why does it matter? In Larry King's words, why you care? <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you know? I mean, so a- again, it's an attempt to use this as whether it's a racial slur or whatever. I-, I think it is. I would agree with Elizabeth Warren on that. But at the very least, he's using it as a weapon. That much we, I think, can agree on. Right. And and that's just uh, ridiculous and obscene. And to do it in front of the portrait of Andrew Jackson. And if those guys, if those, if those, heroes without whom we may have lost the second world war right because the germans kept decoding our our codes and only these navajo marines were able to develop a code the germans could not would not ever be able to break because they did not have that as part of their heritage the way we were fortunate enough to have in the United States. And if, if I was one of those guys, if I were one of those guys yesterday and, and I was in my nineties and couldn't move very fast, if, if I hadn't been so elderly or confined <laughs> to a wheelchair, I would have just slapped him. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good rule of thumb for anyone who visits yeah. the white house. I think that's a great idea. 
Uh, and it, not only was he uh, obviously insulting to both the, the men in attendance at that ceremony yesterday, but insulting to Elizabeth Warren, insulting to indigenous populations of, of North America, adding insult to centuries of injury and right. reneged treaties and genocide and alcoholism and all the rest of it. Uh, not only that, but the way he was talking down to them in a obviously improvised way. This is where Donald Trump has prepared remarks and then suddenly he feels like he's adept enough at uh, public speaking that he can just kind of improv for a while. He, he can just ad lib. Yeah. Oh, and what he did so was turns to them and says, you know, Indians have been here a long time, long, long time, well before I was here. But, you know, then, is it, then he talks about Elizabeth Warren. Oh, she yeah. was here. She was here a long time, too. And he doesn't know where the hell he's going with this other than right. to work in the Pocahontas thing. That's, the, he's on his way. He's trying to get there. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, talking about the history of of <laughs> the conflict between the, the history of Native Americans versus, uh-huh. you know, Europeans coming over. It's like it's something that he just learned about, so he's fascinated by it, and he believes he's the only one who knows, and that no one else knows. It's like everything. If I'm if I'm if I'm the great white father, yeah, uh, in the White House, <laughs> I, I I I would not even bring up our history yeah. in front of Native Americans. <laughs> right. It's too embarrassing. Oh you yeah, know? I, yeah. I, you know, let's. I I would try to want to move past that rather than than bring it. But he had to open that wound in front of Andrew Jackson. And then use a, a, a revered Native American name as a weapon. Yeah, Andrew Jackson, by the way, was known as Indian Killer. That was his. Uh-huh. Uh, that was one of. I believe Andrew that's Jackson. pronounced. I believe in his day it was pronounced Injun. <laughs> yeah, Injun thank killer. you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, once we we have again Donald Trump at the very end talking uh-huh. about how yeah you know what I like you. I like you. So yeah, try, try to smooth it over. You're special. Yeah, but no, that's just it. He thinks it's currency. He uh-huh, thinks that uh-huh. his affection, handing out his affection, is somehow currency. Like they make should it, be grateful. That make it all he, better. Yeah. Exactly. That he has he has given them his phony baloney affection. Like they should say, Oh, thank you, President Trump. Thank you for liking us. I'm so blessed that and honored that you like us and that you think we're special. That's how he behaves. Of course, they're going, wait, what did you just say? What did you just say? What roll back? What did you say about Pocahontas? They don't care. And then, and then, and then Sarah and then Sarah Sanders defends it by saying Elizabeth Warren is the one who should be ashamed about lying about her heritage. When it, that is unproven and, uh, again, shouldn't really matter. Well, you know, both Snopes and PolitiFact looked into uh-huh. Elizabeth Warren's publicly available applications, all of the applications that she signed, whether it was, uh, whether right. it was a teaching position or what have you. I think I want to say it was Harvard where she was applying. And on that application, well, I think she was recruited to Harvard, so she didn't even apply to, right. to for the teaching right. position at Harvard. They actually asked her to come in and be a part of the staff. In mm-hmm. other applications, anytime that she's actually sought a job or applied for a job, both Snopes and PolitiFact determined that in the race category, she either didn't put a race or she put right. white. So right. there was it right. wasn't, it was like she wasn't yeah. trying and to get special dispensation for being Native American, 132nd Native American or whatever. She was actually being honest on her applications. And you know what's great about bringing this up now as we approach the end of this program is that this is where we started. Yeah. We started by talking about how conservatives feel victimized. Mm -hmm. They feel that they're being put at a disadvantage by minorities. Yep. uh, Through affirmative action programs and and, uh, so much more uh, through the attention that minorities have gotten over the last eight years. Uh, they resent all of that. Why aren't you paying attention to me? Why are you paying attention to those other folks? And why are you taking my money to support lazy people? Which is, I think, essentially what they feel. Yeah. They feel like victims. And they have accused Elizabeth Warren of using her alleged Native American heritage to get her education and to get her career. And the evidence, as you just pointed out, shows that that claim is not true, that she did not use her heritage, real or imagined, to land any job or to land any school. 
Mm-hmm. You know, this was just, she mentioned it at one point because it's what her mother had told her and her yep. family had told her when she was growing up. Uh, and, and so it's just a chance to attack her. But again, it's that, it goes back to that conservative philosophy of, you know, uh, are the, and the workhouses are, are they still in operation? Uh, you know, and, and th- this is, this is what we're hearing. And again, I think uh, the, the answers lie in things like it's a wonderful life and, uh, Dickens Christmas Carol. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the other thing that uh, gets lost in all of us, too, is, and, and there are a lot of details to sort through when it comes to the Elizabeth Warren thing. But right. from what I remember, when this first came up, I believe it was the special election, where it was Elizabeth Warren versus Scott Brown up in Massachusetts after. Uh, after Ted Kennedy died, and what happened was uh, Scott Brown brought this up, and of course the Republican MO is to kind of yeah. scatter things all around and make it impossible to really follow uh, where the uh, the chain of evidence lies. But yes, but what about yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. There was that, and then then there was the fact that Harvard, I believe, promoted Elizabeth Warren's class, the course that she was teaching. Uh-huh. They promoted it as being taught by someone who has Native American heritage. Okay. All right. And, but that's on them, not her. Yeah, that's on them. That's absolutely. She never once presented herself for special dispensation. She never wanted special advantage because wow. of this distant uh, set of relatives who happen to be Native American. So, be- before, and before we go, two bits of breaking news so people uh, will know that we knew. Uh, uh, members of the Congressional Black Caucus are trying to pressure John Conyers to resign over the allegations of sexual misconduct. And also, uh, the Senate Republican tax plan has cleared uh, the budget committee and is now headed for a vote by the full Senate. Oh, shit. Yeah. Shit. Well, as far as I know, uh, Murkowski is still mulling it. I think Ron Johnson and Steve Daines are both uh, no votes, and Susan, Susan Collins is a possible no vote. Yeah, uh, likely. McCain is still mulling. Corker is leaning no. Moran is leading no. Flake is yeah. leaning no. <laughs> right. Uh, what did I, did I say? Uh, McCain. McCain is mulling. Lankford isn't happy. Uh, th- I mean, there there are a number of steps still to go. It's uncertain whether or not it's going to make it through the Senate, the full Senate. Right. And right. then it has to go back to conference committee to get the House version and the Senate b- version right. squared away. And then it has to go so. back to a vote in both of those chambers again. Right. Right. So and all could, of this by all of this by New Year's Eve with uh, another major holiday in between now and then. It's it's really an awful awful plan that screws people, especially people making less than seventy five thousand dollars a year, who will yep. all see tax increases. Don't yep. believe Trump about this. Don't believe Trump on anything, especially right, because he has no yeah. idea. All right, Buzz Burbank news and comment coming up this Thursday. Catch it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, buzzburbank.com, and realmnetwork.com. Postmortem shows coming up next. Support the show over at Patreon. See you over there, folks. Bye-bye.